Hi, and welcome to WOW Talk. My name is Donna. And my name is Darlene. And today we are going to talk about skin conditions. Dr. Gustin, what do we mean by that? Well, usually it's the first thing people see when they, when they meet you, and they'll notice whether your skin is healthy or not, and it is a huge reflection of the health on the inside, which is why naturopathic doctors treat it from the inside out. So anything that you put on topically is just a very short-lived temporary solution. And of course, there are natural herbs and creams and steam facials and essential oils. Of course, there are topicals. But to really, truly resolve a skin condition, it's from the inside out. Oh my, <laughs> that's, that's going to cause me to rethink skincare. Yeah. So why don't we start? So what would you do? I come in to see you and I don't like how my skin looks, whether it be that I'm breaking out all the time or my skin's really dry, so many different things. So why don't we just go from there? Sure. So, so basically every skin condition patient that I have, the first thing my brain thinks is, do you need zinc? So, so skin really? conditions, absolutely. So many, many patients are deficient in zinc and zinc has many roles in the skin. So it, it is an antioxidant. It helps, you know, prevent wrinkle formation. It helps balance the hormones. It helps with wound healing and scar tissue and digestion and immunity. So, so zinc has about 2000 different roles in the body, many of which handle skin and what are called mucous membranes, your inside linings. And that's usually where I start. And it doesn't matter which skin condition. It could be eczema, psoriasis, acne. It's irrelevant. My, my brain first says, do you need zinc? Then I start looking at more the person as a whole. And most of the time we're referring primarily to the digestive system. And I'll, I'll joke around with my patients and tell them something really funny. And if you think about the human body, when you eat something and it goes through your digestive system, which I also call the assembly line, mm -hmm. so it goes through the stomach and it's affected by the liver and the pancreas and then the small intestine and the large intestine and then all the waste comes out. So that means that there's a hollow tunnel going down the center of your body. And all of those internal linings are connected as one big sheet of inside or outside skin, just like you would look at a donut. And that the inside of the donut hole is the same oh. sheet of mm -hmm. food as the outside of the donut hole. So, okay, wow. Is that okay. profound, yeah. right? Very. <laughs> so, so many of the skin conditions that I treat, it's the liver who is not doing a good job, whether that person needs a cleanse or zinc, of course, does over 300 chemical reactions in the liver alone. So sometimes a person needs a detoxification of their liver. And then the second most popular thing would be that it has to do with the gut microbiome, the bug collection that you have. And all skin and mucous membranes have a different collection of which microorganisms are appropriate and healthy to be found on the skin, in the nose, in the stomach, in the mouth, etc., in the intestines. Wow, it is like so many levels. It sounds so complicated. Yeah. But you know it. It seems you've got it right. <laughs> you've got it down pat. Yeah. My goodness. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I simplify it. I, 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 everything that I hear from a patient, I put things into three piles. And the first pile is we collect a pile of information that pertains to get rid of things that should not be there. Okay. That are in your body or in your lifestyle. So get rid of parasites, get rid of dairy, get rid of gluten, get rid of toxins, whatever we find, those kind of things. Sure. That's the first step we work on because many patients' skin conditions are aggravated by the consumption of dairy foods. So that's also something that I always say, try one week dairy-free, see how that goes. And then step two is put back whatever's missing. So that's where the zinc comes in. It could also be deficiencies of healthy oils, the essential fatty acids. It could be deficiencies of vitamin E, vitamin D, progesterone, probiotics. Put back whatever's missing. And step three would be heal the organs. So if you have burnout or a low thyroid, or you need to heal the skin and mucous membranes, there are different, different herbs usually that I'll use to heal the linings, and that's it. So, so every patient has their own individual reason for the skin condition. For instance, with the teenagers and their acne, the large majority of those teenagers, they have their pimples because of a buildup of a hormone called DHT. So they'll say, okay. I have hormonal acne that showed up with puberty. And most doctors would think what they really meant was DHT. Well, why is DHT elevated? How about because zinc is deficient? <laughs> okay, really? <laughs> exactly. Wow. Yeah. So, um, and so, so for instance, with acne, those are like small bacterial infections. Those bacteria naturally live on the surface of the skin anyway. And what happens is the conditions of the patient change and the quality of their bloodstream is zinc deficient or acidic or extra DHT or food sensitivities. And those, that kind of blood is not perfectly healthy, but is an environment that over supports the bacteria that naturally live there to overpopulate themselves. Okay. That's why in medical doctor's offices, you'll often see them prescribing antibiotics to kill bacteria. Oh, wow. Yes. Right. Like so, tetracycline. Wasn't that one of the ones that they used to treat years ago? Yeah. I remember. Yeah. That. Wow. Yeah. So antibiotics. So, so it doesn't treat the root cause. No. So it kind of works because we're acknowledging those are small bacterial infections. But how long can you be on an antibiotic? Exactly. And, and now one of the newer trends in skincare is topical probiotics, right? And, oh. and, and I'm always reverting back to that sequence I just mentioned. Get rid of the bad guys before you plant the good guys and then you're done. You don't have to take products forever. Okay, that yeah. makes perfect sense. So somebody comes into your office, you suspect they are low in zinc. Now, I know that you will look at the fingernails. Maybe you can explain what you're looking for. Sure. So when there's a significant zinc deficiency, you'll see white spots on the fingernails. And you'll see them a lot in teenagers, especially teenage boys, because they are the bottomless pit for consuming zinc. They need so much zinc for their growth, development, and testosterone that there's just not enough zinc in our food to keep up with that. And if I don't see the spots, then maybe you have a 
moderate zinc deficiency and I may see that your skin tone in general is a little bit yellow or I measure the zinc through a hair mineral analysis okay, yeah. and I'll cut the hair and mail it off to the lab and there's one more way of assessing zinc which is a taste test with zinc sulfate so basically if you do not have the ability to taste zinc sulfate as immediate strong and unpleasant that can represent a deficiency of zinc nutritionally okay i remember doing that test um, one of the times i visited you in the past so is there a magic number for zinc or once again it's the individual and if it's moderate or if it's extreme the deficiency yep. you then decide because it once again we don't want to self-diagnose and prescribe and all the rest of it we've talked about that before yep. yeah and and so it will depend on age and gender and activity level and also sometimes I might want to get the zinc into the person's body very quickly but if it's a patient that has low stomach acid zinc will give them nausea and so you can only go as fast as they can actually digest the zinc okay very mm -hmm. very interesting yeah and how long does it take for you to see results or for the patient to see results it's very common for them to have a significant benefit in their skin in two to four weeks so amazing it's quite quick and also i always ask every patient what's your blood type and i will always throw that into the mix for instance if a person is a blood type o the top two offending foods for that person would be that they're not really cut out to have a large amount of wheat or dairy and then i'll say suggest that they have this food plan for about a week and that would be long enough to see that it's starting to help but the skin has a 30-day turnover so to have a completely fresh batch of skin that's blemish free it's 30 days but when you take a supplement or try a diet change let's say a week or two you can see that that things are starting to clear up but they're not finished yet okay yeah. that's amazing now what about for more mature skin that maybe you're not suffering from something like acne or oily skin let's say it's it's becoming drier or yeah sure so so that's a great uh, contrast to bring into our talk today because the answers are completely different. So our okay. skin is, is very much affected by aging. At around age 40, we are less capable of replacing the collagen in our body. So a lot of patients will supplement with collagen topically or internally, and that's a very supportive thing to do. There's nothing wrong with that. And also as we approach and pass menopause, declining estrogen levels can really affect the integrity of our skin as well yes. everywhere not just on our face so there's a thinning and dryness of the skin that'll happen with less hormone levels okay. and and also um, what happens is one big area of skin health that that we skipped over is the gut and the gut is especially pertaining to the small intestine this is where we have our new organ the microbiome and that I, I like people to understand what we're doing so I translate everything I take the big medical words and I turn them into just 
on the street kind of words and I go that and visuals yeah you do you you <laughs> do create this picture so we can see yeah. <laughs> what you're talking about yeah so I rebalance the belly bugs and yes. I kill the bad bugs and I plant the good bugs and that can also drastically benefit the skin and and all of these things that I'm saying you could have a mix of everything but I don't usually jump straight to food sensitivities the IgG reactions because sometimes I'll get patients who've had that test elsewhere and they've been told that they're allergic and sensitive to way too many foods and then what's really going on is I'm trying to make them a less allergic person so if wheat and dairy would give you acne three months ago today when you have replenished the zinc rebalanced your microbiome, killed some parasites, planted some probiotics. If you had that food sensitivity test today, the list is shorter. Okay, good. Yeah, so, so there are definitely people out there who need that fingerprint blood test for IgG immune food sensitivities. And yes, it can be very related to skin conditions, especially the more autoimmune ones like psoriasis. Okay, yes. I have vitiligo, but that's a whole other... Well, not a and whole other thing. And that's autoimmune too. It's autoimmune, yes. The root causes are all the same as well. Yeah. It would be all the same things. Does she have parasites? Does she need zinc? Many autoimmune conditions are known to be triggered by gluten. So... Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's 20 times increased chance of having a gluten sensitivity if you've been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. Wow. Yeah. That gives me food for thought. Absolutely. <laughs> I need to book an appointment with you. Well, in fact, we were just talking about that. I'm a little bit overdue. I tend to think I'm having an appointment every time I see you when we do a podcast, but I'm really not. So I need to book one. Let's officially. do a Donna series. Yes, right. Let's do that. We should do that. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So I do have a question. Um, is there any benefit with taking vitamin E, like just because I feel like taking vitamin E? I've done that in the past. I think when I was pregnant, I did it each time uh, just because I thought it's going to help <laughs> during the pregnancy, the natural pregnancy, but uh, or um, birth actually is what I'm talking about. However, um, yes, what do you think about that? Vitamin E is a tricky one because it doesn't have very obvious symptoms when you're deficient, mm -hmm. but it is a very common deficiency after menopause. Okay. So... I would think of vitamin E more so after menopause and then you're also going to benefit from the other features of vitamin E like the cardiovascular benefits. Oh, exactly. I did not know about those. Yeah. And also with vitamin E, it's good for people who've had surgeries and injuries and scar tissue and adhesions. So I'll think of vitamin E for certain people. And there is a blood test for vitamin E that can be ordered through a private lab mm -hmm. if you wanted to know your status of vitamin E. But realistically, if you think you sound like someone who's low in vitamin E, um, it's faster and cheaper to just try it for a month or two and, and see the response. However, I have to throw in the disclaimers <laughs> okay. always, right? Is that it is a blood thinner. So so if there are oh, patients... Oh, it is? Oh, it is. Didn't know that either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's a huge misconception that all these natural supplements are safe. 
-hmm. No, there are contraindications. So if someone's on a blood thinner or someone is on blood pressure medications, the vitamin E could interact. You could have too much of a good thing if you have the blood being thinned by the vitamin E and by the prescription. So, so that's why it's always good to consult with a naturopath. You won't be stuck with us forever, but at least you'll be buying the right supplements and causing no harm. And hence the warning on all of those bottles. Consult, they give you a, you know, a recommended dose or what have you, but it always says consult with your uh, health practitioner. Of course. You know, and it makes sense because yeah. once again, uh, I'll walk into a store, a health food store or a drug store, and I'll see that whole, like it looks like so many great things I should be taking. <laughs> and I'm so tempted to buy bottles of all these different things. And, and then we have to be careful. As you, you say, once again, absolutely, you know, just don't uh, self uh, prescribe. Um, okay, well, is there anything else you would like to add when it comes to skin conditions? Do you think we need to do a part two and a part three? Or uh, oh, it could really branch off into any direction. I was just thinking of essential oils. Yes, so they're super popular right mm -hmm. now, and there's a lot of strong products on the market that patients self-prescribe and I would say use with caution. They yes. were not meant to be used undiluted on the skin and people can react to them. Yes. And also they're not so safe if you get them in your eye. So if you use them on children and they rub their eye and get into their eye or to be ingested. So, so essential oils are awesome, but they also need to be used with caution. And I'll tell you a little story about that. And I'm trying to remember if it was peppermint or lemon. I cannot remember because it was years ago, but I do remember I loved putting drops in my bath without reading about them just because I like the smell and I love taking a bath every night. And sure enough, didn't I see, it went away, but I had all these little red spots all over my body after a certain bath and using, as I said, it was either peppermint, I think it was peppermint, I can't remember for sure, but that's how I learned not to just throw things into water. And that's really diluted, if you think about it. Exactly. Yeah, but it was that's how potent these things are. But you drenched yeah. the body's large organ in that <laughs> bathtub. So so the skin, interesting fact, is the, is the largest organ in the human body. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. I meant to mention that. So it's thank you. It's an organ. And it's also the largest organ of detoxification. Yes. So people who are on any cleanse of any kind, very often part of how the toxins leave the body could be through the skin. Yes. And so baths can really help you draw waste out through the pores as well as saunas yes. and infrared saunas. So these can be very beneficial to health to relieve the internal organs of toxicity by taking the shortcut through the sweat glands. Wow, I think we could talk about this for hours. Uh, but what we'll do is we will revisit this topic and especially if you will all let us know what else you would like to learn about. Uh, if you have questions, you must have questions because I think I have a million now. <laughs> I, I thought I had a few before, now I have a million more. So uh, please uh, let us know what you think. Um, Dr. Gustin's always happy to take on new patients too. So if there's anything, any, of, any skin condition you would like some help with, um, by all means, uh, look at our, the information in our description and make an appointment. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you very much. Bye for now. Bye.